Marvelous Podcast, where we talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the TV, this, the films, all that we can think of to talk about, and occasionally a bit of Star Wars, and quite often everything else that we can think of. But today we're going to do a retrospective on Phase 4. Um, just before Phase 5 properly picks up, we've got TV and films right around the corner. We wanted to talk about everything that we've covered so far, because Phase 4 was where we started. I am joined as ever by Laura. We're back, baby. And I'm joined by Abby. Hello. So, Phase 4, cast your mind back. Uh, going to beginning of 2021, he thinks, with WandaVision. Should have been starting with Black Widow, should have been starting with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, should have been a completely different world, but we started off with WandaVision, we went through lots of TV, and then eventually cinemas reopened and we got some films, and we've had ups and we've had downs and sideways things all along the way. Um, do you want to give me some sort of overview, retrospective, general views on Phase 4, please, Laura? My knee-jerk reaction when I think about Phase 4 is meh, with a few highlights. <laughs> but that is recency bias because I've not loved the last few titles. And when I actually sat down to do the homework that you set for us <laughs> um, and actually looked through the long list you set, sent us of the titles that make up Phase 4, I realised that I've actually loved something or many things in each one of those titles. And there have been some absolute MC-wide highlights for me during Phase 4. Um, however, it has been messy and unfocused with really inconsistent quality. And I really get that they wanted to have this transition phase to breathe and, and reset after the Infinity Saga. But but don't run it for two years and cram what, 16 titles into it. And they just threw too much at it, too quickly, too disjointed, too long. But lots of stuff I loved, so I'm just hoping that they've learned the lessons from this for Phase 5. Okay, hopefully, hopefully loving things that we can focus on. Oh, uh, Abby, yes. overview, retrospective type thoughts from you, please. It's it's weird. When you sent the, the list of titles and said, this is phase four, and I looked at it and I thought, that's, oh, that's just like a lot of stuff, isn't it? That's a lot of things. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't feel like a phase, does it? It feels more no. like a kind of an experience, a collective of disjointed, <laughs> random whatever. poem. Yeah. One of, one of those 60 films you were supposed to drop LSD for. Yeah. <laughs> An experience. But it is That's not a mistake un- we made. It's not unlike looking at, you know, when you go into one of those kind of comic shops and it's, it's not, it's a different kind of comic shop from kind of some of the more organized and categorized ones. And it's just got like all the Marvel comics under M. And the phase, <laughs> the phase four is just kind of all the Marvel comics under M. And you're just like, yes, there's, I need a hand. And I hope in a way that is what this podcast has been. I certainly, I think without this podcast, I wouldn't have any sense of phase or any idea of what we just had. And so the fact mm. that we have kind of systematically gone through all of these as they've come out um, mm. is really nice. So I think, you know, not to make Marvel all about us, but thus far, this has been a phase four podcast pretty much. And, um, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and I feel like we've developed a narrative, even if they haven't. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, with occasional appearances in credits i don't know um interesting because i feel like this is why it's interesting i mm. feel like that's the view of phase four basically universally like, yes okay it happened there was no real theme no real arc narrative joining of them uh, and i I kind of hope, a little bit like what you said, Laura, I kind of hope they learn from this, but particularly that this was the intention. 
Mm. Now, the intention... Nope. The outcome isn't good, but they at least intended to be like, let's kind of do phase one again. You know, just lots of disparate stories, setting up things that are eventually going to come good to something. And I feel like you can't do phase one again when you've done phase one, two, and three already and no. have so many established things and are doing stories with established things and have a reputation for ongoing narrative, joined universe, something coming together. So I hope the thing they learned is like, let's not do a disparate one again. It's interesting when you say that this reminds you of phase one. I do understand what you mean. And having recently done a rewatch of mm-hmm. phase one, two, three, Phase one, uh, I wouldn't call it disparate with that because it was, although they didn't know that they were going to get there, Mm -hmm. each of those films is building to Mm. Avengers. Mm -hmm. And it's all within quite a tight universe. With phase four, it was interesting, um, Abby, when you were saying about, you know, the the comic book jumble shop type, um, jumble sale type thing, because that's a bit what this felt. Because, you know, like, I'm... I just remind people I'm not a comic reader. I don't really get on with the format, so please don't send the hate. But my understanding is from the comic books that because they've been going on for so many decades, they are sprawling and there's loads of branches going off and what have you. And that's what it feels like with this. The Infinity Saga was pretty tight, really, despite there being so many films. Mm-hmm. And with this, they've then kind of gone mad with all of the different types of properties that aren't as connected, which on the one hand is exciting, new stuff, but on and, and you know I've com- I know I've complained on previous podcasts. I think with the Wakanda Forever, I was complaining about. Um, no, actually, I was backing myself up. <laughs> I just realised no, I was saying the same thing. Then I'm so bloody consistent. No, because what I was saying then is just play with the action figures you've got for a little bit, please, mm-hmm. and stop mm-hmm. giving us new ones. Because much as the new ones are very exciting, because they can. Even with getting 16 titles, it is six, I'm going to keep saying 16, I think 16. Even getting out 16 titles during this time, because there are so many different threads now, you have to wait a long time between franchises to get the next film. So you know how it used to be with, well, with Phase 1, 2, 3, you had, I think, pretty much every um, post credit scene referenced somehow the next film, or at least mm. the film after the next film and what have you. Mm-hmm. We had the Shang-Chi one <laughs> where they're talking about the rings back in Camotage. I've never seen anything about that again. Eternals, you know, how's that? Do you know? So it. Do, mm-hmm. I think it's feeling less connected and the connected universe is, is the bit I like. Hmm. And similarly, one of the things I feel that was missing from Phase 4 because it was this kind of meandering journey is the we've not had the build-up then for Phase 5, which I think they could have done, you know, really light touch. But if we take Loki out of the equation, unless I'm forgetting something, which is entirely possible, when we then hit Quantumania, which we're not going to go into too much because, and we will be doing a pod on that one, we just have got a bit messed up between when we thought it was going to turn up on Disney Plus and when it, it hasn't yet. Um, so we will do one when it comes on to Disney Plus. But with with that, you know, we're at like Kang, 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 Kang. It, and it feels like we've just gone from zero to 100 miles an hour on our big villain. Whereas with Thanos, there are all these little hints and suggestions and mm-hmm. mentions. And I just think, given so many titles within Phase 4, you could, he could have just been mentioned here or there or some kind of illusion 
that just starts to build this. So then when we hit phase five, we get the fact we've got an entire film with him just feels a little bit more built. Are they damned if they do and damned if they don't, though? If they'd done that, I feel like we would have been going, well, they're just doing the same thing again. Come on, write a different story. I really liked it, it, though, when they did it the first time. (laughs) It really worked for me. I think You're probably right. I think one of the things that's quite um, different or feels different for me in in Face Wars is we're sort of, we're catching up on things. Like, we've got the Black Widow film, which is a catch-up. We should have had that way back and we didn't for all the reasons discussed in the Black Widow podcast that's a good one Um, podcasts two two podcasts sorry podcasts yeah go back listen they were fun Um, but yeah so so we had something like that which was which felt um, for me it's kind of it's that and Shang-Chi are the ones that feel like Marvel films when we Mm. talk about Marvel films and Marvel phases and, and so on um, and the Spider-Man film feels like a Spider-Man film and you know those those things are happening but it is different when you've got the TV and I think that part of what we're looking at here is what you can do with television which is so much more in, with so many more um, episodes, literal bits of storytelling, you know we've had a lot more Marvel for our money's worth than we've had in phases mm. one through three and as you know I don't, I don't know if I, I remember anything from phase three I don't know, do I? Which one was phase two? You know, but I, I can remember quite a lot from the TV series. You know, Ms. Marvel was good. It had so much to cover. And so, for example, we've got the Marvels coming. Mm. And we couldn't have that without the Ms. Marvel series, as far as I yeah. understand it. That will be joined up. So there are threads to be pulled into phase five, which should hopefully pay off. But And, you know, there were things in Division that some people will tell you were related to Doctor Strange. I just wish that film hadn't happened. Um, but but here we are. So it 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 does have more joined up stories in there. It's not 16 completely different properties. No. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it does, things like The Snap, for example, it is set in the aftermath of, mm-hmm, of things. Mm-hmm. So I think you have got some processing time in here and I think we'd want that. I, I'm pretty sure that's something we talked about is how does the Marvel Universe deal with mm-hmm. the snap? And that was definitely a theme of this. So it's it shouldn't always be about bringing in new things. But what they have done is bring in a lot of new things and try to deal with the old things in a way that mm-hmm. it's really hard to hold both those things together. I, I guess because there are just so many new characters. There's a lot less continuity. And then spending so much time with someone like Loki, mm. who's mm-hmm. so strong, but on mm-hmm. one... Edge. And, and I feel like they haven't dealt with the old things. They've continued stories with the old things, but the new Thor film wasn't wrapping up Thor's story. It was another Thor film. And mm. the Hawkeye series wasn't sort of wrapping up Hawkeye's Forgot story. It was another Hawkeye series. I, I, I feel like anytime it's been someone we knew before, it was another thing for their thing. Yeah. And and like Doctor Strange is for me the example law of you saying how it takes a long time. We should have had that sequel way before. Yeah. You know, mm. I, I know we got involved in other films more, which was good, but I was looking forward to that sequel. And you know, like the rest of us, and as we said, disappointed on the thing. I, I will forgive them for it all coming in such a short space of time. Obviously, this is not not how they expected mm. to release things, and the order they expected to release things in. And I think being the first time we had the TV and the movies has mm. probably hit it in, in a very strange way and would have changed it anyway, but it would have been probably over three years. Um, there was a note that this is the shortest phase so far, 
with the most content mm. and is the first time I think it's had completely different directors and act and writers on every property. Whereas every other phase has had at least like a couple of the big properties having the same director or having yeah. the same writer, you know. It's easier so. when you've got films. Yeah. Whereas this was, you know, the the films were setting some stuff up, continuing some stuff, mm. but but I wish they'd sort of put a full stop on a couple of stories. They're trying to spin all the plates. Yeah. But that said, the thing that the I'll kick us off on, you know, what did they do well? What do mm. we really like? It is that variety that I quite like. I wish they'd perhaps done a variety, like I say, end some things, set some things up in a more concise mm. manner. Don't do here's all the internals and here's Harry Styles and here's other stuff that we're you know Black Knight and Blade and all you know in one film. But I do like that when I when I look over that list, I feel like, oh yeah, there was kind of something for everyone. There's a couple in there that I loved, a couple in there that I was less favourable of. But I, I will still give them a plus point for trying, for pushing, you know, something slightly different than they've done before, perhaps. Absolutely. I do think they've tried some different things, which is one, one of the things I was, I know, asking for. Mm. Um, so thank you for listening, Mr. Feige. <laughs> um and and I always love it when they do take the the Marvel um, template, I suppose, and then apply something very different to it. So mm. I have mixed feelings about um, Doctor Strange two, but it was definitely different with the Sam Raimi of it all, mm-hmm. and it was horror that I could watch, which was <laughs> which was reassuring. Um, the, the, the word when we were talking, the word was coming back to me is kind of like overconfident. It kind of feels like <clears throat> having done Endgame and everything and grown to this side from being this kind of somewhat scrappy studio to start with, really. Mm-hmm. No one really necessarily think it was going to work or you having to use a real um, C-grade character you know, compared to some of their bigger characters mm-hmm. um, to now this behemoth as it is. It just feels like, or maybe it's just that the money-making machine is just doing so well that it is then right now, let's throw everything at it. And I just really am looking forward to them stripping it back a little bit. Mm. And completely um, um, hypocritically to that, I agree with you. It's lovely there are so many different things. So there's different things that different people like. So it's sort of that balance. Mm. I suppose if it had been stretched over... No, but even that then would... Even if it had been stretched over more time, it then would still be the... Yeah, but then we've got to wait so long for the next Doctor Strange or the next... Because mm-hmm. we, we've now had the setup for Doctor Strange 3, I assume, versus that leading into another ensemble film. So I don't even know if that's on the slate at the moment. And we've got a slate that goes up to 2026, 20, 27, okay. I think. Okay. Hmm. It, maybe it is, and I'm forgetting it. But, but yeah, anyway, sorry. So, um, does well. Ah. Uh, I've really the does well is just a lot a lot long list of things I really liked. <laughs> because I think that's for me the does well is individual things because of where right. this the kind of cohesion is hasn't been there. Mm. Um yeah. Abby, do you have any more sort of general things that they've done well? Um I I was I just to mention the Goop podcast for a minute, because, you know, we're very similar, you know, there's a lot of <laughs> big Venn um, diagram parallels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot. Um, 
Anyway, when are we bringing I, out the candle? I was listening to Scarlett Johansson and uh, Gwyneth Paltrow discussing acting mm-hmm. and so on. And one of the things Scarlett Johansson said was how when she started working on the Avengers, it was this group of kind of indie theatre experienced actors all sort of coming together and doing this weird superhero film that they weren't sure anyone was going to enjoy. And she talked about it as such a kind of odd and experimental experience with some young people having a lot of money and wires and green screen and costume and, and, you know, this grand exciting thing for these people who were very acting actors. And thinking about that in relation to this phase, we've had some great actors join the MCU. Mm. Um, You know, a real variety of sort of interesting, established actors, new actors, new young actors, all sorts of actors, Ethan Hawke, Angelina Jolie, um, people that I, I didn't necessarily expect to hop into this and start doing some of the things mm-hmm. that they've done. But then also you've got, you know, talking about threads that we thought might get pulled sooner perhaps than they have, all the people who could potentially have been the Young Avengers who've been cast and put into this. And I think that that is something that Marvel really needed to establish over perhaps, I mean, obviously this isn't the ideal period of time, but it needed to get fresh blood into the series. It needed new fans. It needed actors with established fan bases and people who were like, oh, well, I'll watch that and see how that goes for them. Mm. But it also needed the kind of the young actors who've got, you know, sufficient Instagram followers to say, this is going to be my show and they're going to be my superhero and I'm going to go with them. Um, so I think that that's part of it as well. Like it, it can't just trade off the Avengers who are mm. done in, in a certain sense. Um, also confirmed by Scarlett Johansson done uh, now. <laughs> I know. Um, do, so, do you know yeah. that? Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely on point. Kang, they haven't done in the Thanos way, but I feel like young Avengers, if we get young Avengers, they're not saying there's going to be Young Avengers. They are. They no. are. There is no. They're not. They're, they're not. There is no. Not. Not even real world stuff in the world. They're not doing a like. Hey, let's introduce America Chavez to Florence Pugh or this. No, person, they are keeping them person. quite separate. They're, they're. They're just having always a sort of younger version of young, you know, mentor, mentor, mentee type character in mm. most properties. And so when it happens, you're like, oh yeah, I can see how that would need to be a team. So I get it. Like, actually, I will, I will give them credit for that as well as a thing that's been done, hmm, been done well. Good shout. How old are the Young Avengers going to be by the time they get round to doing a Young 36. Avengers film? Because <laughs> most of them are like twenty five playing seventeen, and you can only—I think Tom Holland probably can do that forever. Yes, but if you're not Tom Holland, you know, I mean, because Katie Steinfeld, Katie Steinfeld, Haley. Hayley Steinfeld playing Katie. Playing Kate. Kate, okay, there we go. I've not done a rewatch of Face 4 yet. Um, well, other than WandaVision. Um, so, you know, she looked like, you know, when she was on the scene and you've got Yelena and you think, yeah, do you know what? This this looks like it's good. more towards the, even then I'm thinking towards the older end of the Young Avengers. But by the time we get round to, you know, with all the other projects that they've got and get, got going on and everything and mm. Thunderbolts with Yelena and, all of that beforehand, then it looks like it's going to be a while before we get Young Avengers. And I just think they might all be 30 by then. Yeah. I I think I'm using Young Avengers as a catch-all term for next generation. Oh, I see what you mean. Because, okay. No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
Oh, that's interesting. No, because there has there has been talk of hmm. well, clearly they're setting up for a Young Avengers film or a Young Avengers, you know, concept. Hmm. But oh, sort of like the the new class. Yes, absolutely. I think you're right. Hmm. So you said you had some specifics. Give me some yes. specifics. What you know? Because because I am open to specifics. I'm open to generalities. Um. So going through each and every property. No, almost. <laughs> Uh, One Division, the Olsen and Bethany performances, I thought were fantastic. And good God, I cared about that love story, given how much I didn't care about that love story previously. <laughs> and I sobbed and sobbed through a lot of that programme. Um, and then and Agatha, uh, the way that they dealt with the um, going through the decades and the, the, the mm. detail of the sitcoms. Um, and absolutely, and they, the way they dealt with the vast majority of the mystery box, and I love a mystery box, to the point that whenever it came up and said, please stand by on the screen, I would yell at the TV like a mad woman. <laughs> that, no, because I need to know what happens next. <laughs> and the way that, and it helped that we were all locked in our houses, etc. But the way that that really captured, you know, the, the cultural, pop cultural conversation and, and the theories and everything. Um, Black Widow just we all know that Black Widow is my favourite character mm-hmm. uh, and to finally finally after a decade wanting a film um, with her getting her film and then loving it which mm. obviously mm. was a risk that I might not um, the introduction of Yelena who I think is going to have to become my new favourite character yeah um, because uh, c- compared to when they've done you know I look at other things on there like Doctor Strange and mm-hmm. particularly Thor and I go oh, you know, perhaps that's one of the reasons why. Yes, there's a good variety of stories, but they weren't great. Mm. The Black Widow one, certainly for us, really delivered. Yeah, and, and absolutely. You, know, you can hold it in high esteem for that. Um, wriggling and kind of slightly squealing to myself in my chair when Andrew Garfield steps through the <laughs> the wishy magic portal thingy. Um, just the pure nostalgia. And, and obviously I'd heard all the rumours and that, but I still wasn't 100% convinced they were going to turn up. Right. So it still felt like a, an exciting thing. Um, and and I, I, uh, sorry, I'm literally just going through a list here. but um, this, is, this is absolutely verging on your favourite things, isn't it? No, that's a different list. Okay. Um, <laughs> do, do we want to throw over to Abby? <laughs> Shall I do Abby the same thing? Yeah, you do the same thing. <laughs> I, do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go through the first half up to Spider Man and talk about my favourite things from each one. Then in that case, if we're doing mm-hmm. that, obviously WandaVision was was largely made for me, and I'm so happy about it. And then we got more than one Paul Bettany, perfect ideal <laughs> top. Um, the whole thing with Vision having a philosophical argument with himself, just exquisite, <laughs> joyful. I love how many people now know about the ship of Theseus and I it comes know. up. I've heard it's more people so nice. like using it in pop culture podcasts and stuff because it's of that. Charming. This is what you want. Expand the philosophical knowledge of the <laughs> wider world's great. Um Falcon and the Winter Soldier was like I have such great memories of doing this podcast about it and just really? <laughs> going, what's happening? <laughs> Why are we watching this? And have we made a mistake doing this every week? I think like not enjoying that retrospectively when I think back, I quite enjoyed, you know, <laughs> and we were still in the kind of lockdown time and it was something to do. And I, I don't know, I have a weird nostalgia for that series. Can't really remember a lot of it if I'm perfectly honest with you, but there was, some, <laughs> there was some good chats. Um, Loki, 
started well, didn't end well, ended well actually, but the middle I wasn't. Surely, surely set out. design your call out. Yeah, I think I think okay. the design classic section of the Marvelous Pod was again. You know, I, I'm really talking about this as our podcast narrative because I think personally <laughs> for me, <laughs> it's been great. Um, you know, Tom Hiddleston's good at his job. That's nice, isn't it? Yes. Um, Black Widow. I, I mean, I, I absolutely loved everything in Black Widow. I loved the whole thing, but I don't know if I loved anything about it quite as much as how much Laura loved it. Um, like it was just, it was so lovely. You know, when one of your friends really loves the thing, you're just so happy for them, and it's great. Aww. And they, they just be like, "Yeah, I watched it five times in one weekend." You're like, yeah, of course you did. Let's watch it again, and it would just be great. Um, so that was nice. What if I have more to say about what if in a bit? Um, Shang Chi. It's a great watch. Isn't that nice? Just have a film. It was a good watch. I enjoyed it. It was fine. It was good. New things. I would like to know more about those things. And I think, like Laura says, it's, it brings in a thing where you think, at some point, we're going to do something with this, yes. And then the same with Eternals. Again, you've got like these massive kind of events and things that are sort of referred to and talked about. And it feels weird to get several of those in this phase and not have those picked up. But, but those things are, are good and interesting. Like, I am interested in them in a Marvel way. I can't really remember anything about Hawkeye, but I think we liked it. We did. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. It was really nice to revisit all the Spider-Man films, rewatch all of those. Hadn't seen the Andrew Garfield ones. I actually had forgotten that's what that film did, um, <laughs> if I'm honest. But now I want to watch it again because I know that I really liked it. <laughs> so that's me in the first half. Matthew, you go. But my, mine was the variety of stories. I had one point because I knew that I did not need to come up with other points. <laughs> Did you <laughs> I just wa- wanted to have topics of conversation. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Right. In that case, I'm just going to finish my list. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> We're going to have to both do this now. Matthew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> moon. Moon. And then I've got my not so well list as well. Um, so it's like a listicle, but without numbering and audio. Um, the Oscar Isaac's handling of the characters in Moonlight. I just thought his performances were fantastic and so different between the three. You always knew which you were, even if they went, uh, the character wasn't saying anything, you knew which character you were looking at. Um, and also the Egyptology and COD Egyptology, but even so, um, I really enjoyed that side of it. And uh, Daredevil, big highlight, bringing him in um, and his treatment. Um, and then the last one, because obviously we're going to have an actual list of our favourite things later, um, is I just thought Wakanda Forever's handling of the T'Challa death was mm. absolutely spotless, just fantastic. Mm. Um, and the film, not necessarily, but the, that yeah. element of it, I thought it was just bang on the way they dealt with it. And I'm quite pleased because if the series continues to go for another 12 years or longer mm. it, it will probably have to do this again these are things that yeah. do happen sadly in the world um, so they'll have to make changes based on real world events so it, it gives me a sense that they will consider it properly and do something appropriate for it yeah mm. again we will talk about this at the Quantumania podcast when we get to it maybe some changes sooner rather than, than later unfortunately <laughs> Cheers, Abby. Abby. What are your other good things? Yeah, do you want to finish off your? <laughs> yeah, your I'm going to go list? through the rest of the list. Um, Midnight, Oscar Isaac's accent, Oscar Isaac being in oh, it, Ethan Hawke being accent. in it. I loved it so much. It was so good, and everyone who said it wasn't is wrong. Go away. Um, <laughs> Ethan Hawke, just so good, really so enjoyable. I have totally 
forgotten the name of um, both the actress and the introduced superhero, the one that's now getting her own comic. Um, in Scarab. My yeah, something Scarab. I cannot, I'm blanking. I mean, at least I regularly blank on these things. Anyway, she was great. Really liked her as well. So talking about things and characters that have been introduced and like promising things that we look forward to seeing in the future. Um, she was the first uh, MCU character to go straight into a comic from mm. the TV series. So Very I cool. think that's a nice first for Phase 4 as well, to have developed a character who's going to get a comic series um, mm. of, of that iteration of them. Um Doctor Strange sequel, yeah, it was nice that they got Sam Raimi in and he does that horror thing well, but I wish they hadn't made that film like that because it is called Squandervision. Um, <laughs> Ms. Marvel had lots of great things in it and there's, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Marvels and seeing more of how that goes. I thought that brought kind of variety and weight and depth and I think a fresh audience, um, sort of younger, slightly younger audience to some of these things, I hope, um, which needed doing. I liked Thor Love and Thunder more than you guys, so I, I had a good time watching it. Um, yay. I laughed. Um, She-Hulk. No one's mentioned She-Hulk. That's probably for the best. Um, you mentioned Daredevil? I did Daredevil. Yeah. Oh, was he in that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought, I thought you were still talking about um, something else. Good. Okay. <laughs> well, kind of forever. Yeah, that... that dealt with some weighty things very very well and it looked mm. very beautiful and i think again, I, I would refer to our podcast on on that for, for much mm. more actually is that the last time we did a podcast together i think maybe we all did what kind of yeah thing? it would have been yeah mm. yeah that was this year right yes no <laughs> no <laughs> i mean yeah my head works in academic years. So. <laughs> Actually, that's probably that that's so. probably responsible for a lot of my brain issues. Anyway, so that's that's those are my kind of highs for each of the individual properties mm-hmm. where present. <laughs> so yeah, and I quite like there is this range of stuff in there. Yeah. Mm. And we've it is a range. Yeah. It's quite nice actually running through them. I think yeah, we might have some malaise over the whole thing. Mm. Yeah. Want of a better word, but but hmm, stuff to dig in there. Yeah, I think so. Um, also, it was really nice they brought Chloe Zhao in to direct in the MCU, I think. That was that was fun. Yeah. 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 I know you wanted her to do something slightly different, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't I, think it worked, but yeah. I, I like The Eternals, I think, a lot more than some people did. Mm. But it still felt there was just too much... And not enough of the characters were interesting enough to justify having that many new characters. And I'm not even going to go into our first sex scene in the MCU. Just... <laughs> yeah, that happened. I'm... Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Alas. Oh, dear. Yeah. Um, but there and... we are. And on the less well things... Um. I said about before about WandaVision's handling of the mystery box and mm. how the majority of it I was delighted with. What I really think they messed up with is some of the real world handling of some of that. Because mm-hmm. they set up some, particularly with this being the first TV show, the first one of Phase 4, etc. And there'd been, we had like a year with no Marvel or something, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Basically. 
Um, so there was such big interest and mm. pressure on this show. So then some of the interviews they were doing where they built up the idea that this astrophysicist that we were going to get was, oh, wait until you see who it is. So it was everybody then saying that, oh, it's going to be uh, Reed Richards or you know, it's, it's going to be someone huge. And then when this perfectly fine actress of a character we don't know turns up, we all yeah. went, I'm sorry, what now? And then similarly with Bethany, I mean, making a joke in an interview that you know, he worked with an actor who's wanted to work with all his life and, you know, it's always respected him. And that. So then we're all, Al Pacino's turning up or something. Now, I know that's the fans' fault for, go, you know, we can't we can't get annoyed with a programme for not following the theories that we came up with after they made it. But I do think they have to be careful with what they're doing. And the to biggest not deliver one, anything. Oh, to, to yeah. make hints towards stuff and then not deliver anything mm-hmm. on them. You are kind of asking for problems there. But the biggest one of this is what they did with Pietro. Yep. The use of, and I'm blanking now on the actor's name, uh, but the From X-Men. The films, yeah. The, uh, the X-Men I was about to say universes. Aaron... No, it's not What Aaron. if his name but it's not him, is it? No, it's, it's not, not him. him. That's, that's the other one. That's Quicksilver no. in, in the MCU. Uh, anyway, okay. of, of X-Men Quicksilver, it was... For me, that was actually... So the other ones are things they mentioned in interviews. Mm-hmm. You can be, you know, you're not necessarily... You're, you're on the spot. With that one, that felt like actual trolling of the fans because they yeah. knew we were waiting for X-Men. We'd never imagined that they were going to try and cross over the original mm-hmm. X-Men universe. And then this happened. And in the perfect setting where it is this weird world and mm-hmm. and you could kind of go, oh my God, perhaps... And I'm sure we did... Perhaps this is how they're going to do it. This is how they're introducing the X-Men. And for it then to end up being a, a Ralph Boner joke, mm-hmm. just, no, almost to the point of disrespectful, I would say, to the fans. Which I know they, sounds a bit... Um, yeah. But, you know. They, they said they did the same thing with casting Emma Caulfield. They knew that people would be, oh, John Ractor, who's yeah. you know, been in stuff like this before. If it had just been that, then fine. Oh, that's fine. But, but that was actually, oh, we know this is going to get people really interested and we're going to do nothing with it. And, and, you know, what we do with it is offensively annoying. I think Emma Caulfield in that one was a red herring for me, mm. which is a mystery box. You need a lot of those. Otherwise, you, know, you guess the mystery box pretty bloody quickly. Um, so that I have, I don't have any problem with. But it was it was the boner joke yeah. outcome that I found very And I feel like maybe they did learn from that because we've not had anything... No, real world quite wind us up in the same way. Some of Loki, I think, had a couple of things, but again, it's got the same thing of trying to figure out what's going on and who everyone is. Yeah. But, but I, I feel like they've done better, which might just be they say less now. Mm. Um, but at the same time, they made lots of jokes about oh, Tom Holland's going to spoil it, and Tom Holland gets to say stuff, and when he says stuff, mm-hmm. then it's the, what he's allowed to. So, yeah, you know, if you're going to have a machine like this, control the machine and make it work for you. Yeah, I, I think the the Marvel machine has been such a core part of Phase Four as well, though. When you sort of think about it, mm. and um, and I think we've sort of changed our sort of the way we engage with Marvel in in various ways. You know, um, I think you guys went very mute heavy on uh, on lots of the phrases and things, and then kind of stopped watching trailers and and that sort of thing because of the frustration with what was in trailers and how that did or didn't mm. affect how you were watching films and the series and so on and I think that was quite a notable part of the whole franchise really mm. because the the marketing machine is part of what's made it so big obviously mm-hmm. um, and I think that that has had to uh, I think times have changed and I think 
that things that used to work don't work and things that were a good idea aren't a good idea. And actually, you don't need to wind the internet up. That mm. won't help. Yeah, yeah. People will just stop and watch something else because we have other things now and we didn't so use to. So many things, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and and the, I think, yeah. Yeah, the, the ease of access on, on Disney mm. almost makes it easier to drop out. Yeah. Yes. Because it'll oh, be there later there. if you want to come I back to it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd love to see those stats. And the live, the live watch thing, you know, th- looking at them sort of moving different things to different days and trying different, mm-hmm. how much do we want people to engage on this together? Mm. And the way that that changed, and I think, you know, obviously starting with WandaVision in lockdown and I think how subsequent series have um, evolved, I think actually live watching became a lot less yeah. um, important to them. And I think what you have now are quite interesting points where people dip in and out of streaming services and mm. then binge watch, catch up on something. So they'll sort of wait a couple of series out and then they'll get a month of Disney Plus and catch up on all those things. Yeah. And I think that's becoming more common. So even in this comparatively short period of time, the way that we engage with streaming TV and the access of films and so on has, has really changed. Um, yeah, so they well, they really got to the stage where with I didn't tend to watch the trailers for the films anyway because I knew I was going to go. So what's what's the point to a degree? But I did engage with some of the uh, well, quite a lot of the the rumors and the interviews beforehand and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And then we both, Matthew and I, sort of did the we're just going to stop. We're going to mute everything on Twitter. We're not going to mm. go and watch mm-hmm. the trailer. Because I think particularly what's the stage with, was it Loki, I think it was, mm. where they started putting up clips from that week's episode, the day before yeah. the episode. Mm. And on Twitter, you're like, why, why are you showing me this now? And they were sort of <laughs> um, getting ahead of the discussion and trying to generate enough. Yeah. Like, and that orchestration, I think, did not go I well. I don't think that worked mm. very well at all. No. Um, so I did, I shut down on everything. And then I got, after a few months, I got or a year or what have you, I got to stage where I was saying to you guys, I'm just not excited for it. Any, I'm not excited. It's a new <laughs> film coming up and I'm not excited. And I had this little epiphany, which I don't think, maybe it was on the last podcast. I, mean, I can't remember. No, it's been since. It's been since, yeah. Where I was like, maybe it's because I don't do any of the build up anymore is why I'm not excited. <laughs> so I then went, I'm watching every trailer for everything that's coming out. In fact, every film other than the Barbie one, I'm saving that, um, <laughs> that I have at all had shown any interest in. I have now watched and I am so damn excited for Guardians. Yeah. So I, excited I'm, for Guardians. I mean, we're, we're not there, but I do just want to quickly say that the Guardians um, kind of campaign, you know, mm. the, the promotional campaign feels not a lot more like... having seen any of it. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. All I'm saying is format-wise, <laughs> I'm only talking about the format, but it feels a mm-hmm. lot more like it's used to. It yeah. used to. Okay. So you get Good. kind of multiple different trailers over a period of time, and then you're, they're doing the interview circuits, they're flying around the world, mm. they're doing the premieres, they're doing the mm. photo shoots, everyone looks great, everyone is... It feels like Marvel used to, where you'd look right. at what people are wearing on the red carpet as much as mm. anything else. It was nice to see people kind of dressed up and promoting their film with kind of wholeheartedly, and I... I think that that's something that maybe Guardians has that we have lost a little bit mm. with some of the older Marvel. Mm. It sounds bit when I talk about the older Marvel actors, it sounds like I mean like age wise, but I mean people who've yeah, like I mean the yeah. Avengers. Yeah. Basically, the Avengers have done their time and they've done yeah. their round trips and they've mm. done the private jets and that's finished. And this is the Guardians' last hurrah, and that's kind mm-hmm. of getting that kind of treatment as well. But I think it makes you realise the sort of difference and how much I think promotion affects your understanding of. Mm. Sort of what you're saying. 
And I think even with those Guardians trailers, as you say, I think there's three of them, but a lot of them repeat the same yeah. footage. So even though I've watched three trailers, I don't feel like I... Right. And also, I don't... They haven't given away what happens in the story. It's not one of those things where you watch also, the trailer James and it's quite like... careful with that. Like, and I think that some of the, you know, we talked a lot about the Thor: Love and Thunder trailer, which didn't really tell you the kind of film that Thor: Love and Thunder was going to be, and that mm-hmm. had its own problems. And, and should have. Yeah, and um, should have. And I think and that the, yeah, Su- Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad mm-hmm. that he made with DC, had a big reveal in the first 10, 15 minutes mm. that was not in any of the marketing. Yeah, that you know, a fundamental to the film it was like, oh, okay, that was quite cleverly done. Good on them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good without being trailer lies. No, absolutely. that's yeah. the thing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it, I think Guardians is going to do that well, and it would be interesting mm. to see how representative that is or isn't. Because I think mm. Ant Man sort of got lost in the mass. Anyway, yes, how it's not they a phase handle, five. No, but how they handle phase five. Based on how Phase Four has gone and mm-hmm. been affected by like not being able to do red carpets for mm. it and that kind of thing, but yeah, I can see you've both been looking at the lists and thinking about it. Yeah. So I want to see how much you can actually remember. Oh no! And how much you know <laughs> about Phase Four? Uh, so want to do some re- trivia? My rewatch only went to One Division gonna... because the next one was Back on the Winter Soldier, and I haven't quite got the guts to do that one. <laughs> And that's a that's a low you need to get under, get over. Something. I think I need some tequila. So I'm gonna do some trivia. You buzz in by saying your name, and I'll tell you who buzzes in first. Abby's name's shorter than mine. It's two syllables. Yeah, but I will. You your name's two finish. syllables. It will. It will be that I hear you I've say got something more first. More letters. You don't. It's not <laughs> la hour. <laughs> la hour. Sorry. Yes, Quizmaster. Please okay. continue. Okay. Say the first letter of your name then. Abby's Good. alphabetically before me. <laughs> <laughs> Which film in Phase 4 was the highest grossing? Without looking it up. I'm not looking I'm looking at the list of... The 16 films. I'm, the 16, a, a, I'm, a, 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 a. I'm just looking at the list of the, the films. A, no, Abby. Is it Spider-Man? It is Spider-Man. Oh, of course it's Spider-Man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll go for the easy one first. You can just buzz in. And <laughs> I've just realised my my initial is shorthand for loser or loss, isn't it? Is it L? Okay, uh. you can buzz in with <laughs> W for win. No, it's fine. Abby it's fine. can buzz in with A for ace. Um, it's fine. Which film in Phase Four was the lowest grossing? L. Laura. No, no, you can't buzz and think about it. <laughs> Shang-Chi. No. It wasn't, I know it wasn't. Abby. Is it Black Widow because it went streaming and they had to pay Scarlett Hansen the to money? I didn't consider Black Widow because it, it isn't. Really I, I, I don't think it is so anyway. Because I, should, I, I should have said that to clarify. Yeah, no, I, that's what I was about to say. And then as I was about to say, I thought, oh. actually, wait a second. No, I think there was something. So what? what's the answer? Uh, it is Eternals. Eternals, yeah. But Rude. only just, if I go to the list that I did have up, and then I scrolled to look up something else, which is very poor thing of me, um, it's only just Eternals, with 30 million less than Shang-Chi. Yeah. Mm. I suppose but, if you take away how much it costs to make. Mm. I mean, they all cost like 200 million. Yeah, but didn't Eternals cost like... 
two two hundred million. <laughs> well, it says it says two hundred million. They all say two hundred million. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, Thor two hundred and fifty. Fine. Anyway, um, right. good. This is going really well. Which film <laughs> in Phase Four is the longest? Eternals. Oh, Eternals. <laughs> no, it's not. Hey, Doctor Strange. No. No, it's but I'm not sure. It's Black Panther. Oh, God. Is it? I'm afraid. Yeah, I was surprised as well. It didn't feel that long, but no, no I remember actually, it that is really long. long. It's, it I'm didn't just thinking about it. Long. Is, it's it long, was actually really long. Three hours. I think, I think three hours. the intro yeah. sort of yeah. takes its time yeah. and, and was the, the, the critical bit. So. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Which? No. I'm going to start that one again. <laughs> there are three TV series that have nine episodes. How many series have six episodes? I clearly didn't consider you looking at the four. list of counting. L4. A3? No. The answer is all of them. Oh, L- do one. Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to account for the Matthew factor. For the Matthew factor, yeah. Right, right. We're coming to the big one. All right. You, you can do one What's guess at the prize? time. My respect. Um... <laughs> yeah, because as if we're ever going to get that, Matthew. <laughs> Um, right. There are six characters who in phase four appear in film, TV, and animation and are played by the same person. Name them. You can go one at a time if you want. There are... Right. Can we have the question again? Six characters. Yeah. They appear film, TV, and animation, all with the same person playing them. Peggy Carter. You need to buzz in. I said A. Oh, I, it did not come through on the on the mic. A. Peggy yeah, there's an A in Carter. <laughs> there's an F in Carter. Is um, that her name? <laughs> um, no. 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 I don't think she's in film. Isn't isn't she in? Well, she's not film? played by the same person. Oh, okay. At the very least. Uh, Scarlet Witch? No. We're not very good at this, Matthew. This was me trying to account for the fact you have strengths and weaknesses and doing general questions that might... I like general questions. (laughs) Doctor Strange? No. He's not in TV. He's not TV. Should have been. Should have been, Oh. Right. Um, two of them. Two of them. Rachel McAdams. I'm. I'm going to give you a clue. What TV was she in? True. I'm going to give you a clue. Two of them are Avengers. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Mm. Um. <laughs> You look so unimpressive. I thought this would be really interesting trivia. It is really interesting trivia. It's just too hard. (laughs) Right. Another Um, Avenger who was definitely, definitely on TV. Loki. He's not an Avenger. Avenger. (laughs) Hawkeye. Hawkeye, indeed. Uh, What film's he in? Isn't he in Civil War? 
Isn't there a Civil Hobbit? Civil War's in, not in this phase. Not, not, not that Widow film, but it's got him and her in Budapest, or... Oh, I'm sorry. His voice is in Black Widow. He is definitely listed in His Wikipedia as appearing. credited uh, voice. Indicates an One line. cameo role. I think we're pushing right. One of them is a Guardian. Um... Gamora. No. Quill. Drax. <laughs> We're just working through the Guardians now. Mantis. Mantis. No, shall I just Great. tell you the other four? No. <laughs> no, we're going to get this, Gavin, and everyone's going to listen. It's not Rocket. Groot. It's not Groot. Nebula. 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 Karen Gillan. Good old Karen. Okay. Um, one of them is a sidekick. Bucky. No. So Oh, you're gonna go. Bucky, Bucky wasn't Bucky is a sidekick. Wasn't Ooh. in a film, apparently. Which surprised me. Oh. Mm. Wong? Wong is the last person I was gonna give you because there have been people who've called this the Wong phase because yes. he appears in mm. so many things. I was not classing him as a sidekick. There was another is sidekick. He... Well, he is a is sidekick, but if? I was gonna, I was gonna do a whole joke of. Oh, sorry, did not stop? Like that. he's he, you know, the the Wong phase because he's in everything. Because okay. I did was have he a question. What if? Well, he must have mm. been. Yes, yeah, he brings him tea when he's he's yeah. sad about. Oh, he does. Richard McAdams' character yes. dying. Yes, mm. many times. Mm. Another a sidekick. There's another sidekick. I'm really hoping that Madison is in more things than I thought, and I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not Madison. Madison is also not a sidekick. I wouldn't call her a main character. She's one sidekick. Sidekick, sidekick. <laughs> I can't even think of who the hell the sidekicks are now. Is it? Is it? Um... Spider-Man's friend was... that's played by the 40-year-old man. Zendaya. <laughs> no, that isn't. No, no, that wasn't who I was referring to. That was a very weird pickup. Um, <laughs> this this person is she, and she was in One Division. See, I'm now going to have to decide: do I edit out the silences <laughs> for this final thing, and everyone thinks you were knowing really you. quick, or do I have to leave? No, no, you. you Longer silence in here. You can put a countdown clock in there and just have it loose. <laughs> uh, um, she's in WandaVision. In WandaVision. Um, oh, oh, Darcy. Darcy. Cat Dennings. Can we all be really impressed that I got that? That was very good. That was very good. <laughs> right, last one. Last one was the one that surprised me the most. Not only is she in film, not only is she in TV, not only is she in animation. She was an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well. She crosses over everywhere she can cross over. Oh, 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 Tegan oh, and no. Sarah's mum. From the thing, whose name is the name? nothing to... What? You know. Marvel podcast. All right. But she's, you know, in the other TV series. What's her name? Is she the same character in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? You know... With the name. With the name. It's not helping, Abby. Sounds like washing up liquid. The Canadian one. Is she Canadian? (laughs) 
<laughs> Abby, we are never doing a pub quiz together, ever. <laughs> no, I'm really good at pub quizzes because they are oh, so yeah. rarely about Marvel films. I mean, the the, the actress, let's go, that it's, she is mm. from Greenville, South Carolina. Oh, so not her then. Not so Canadian. No. Yes, but is the, the person who you're thinking of being Canadian actually Canadian? That's the ca- important. The character yes. is Asgardian. Why am I blanking on all of these characters? Why are you blanking? I don't know. <laughs> There's not a lot of Asgardians in Ages of Shield. Is it Thor's mum? It, it, it's a female Asgardian. Oh, oh, Sif, 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 the other woman. Lady Sif. Yeah, of course, because she's in What If. She's not very Canadian, is she? Well, it's not her. Well, you were trying to put me off with the Canadian thing. She's also from South Carolina. Dirty tricks. Dirty tricks. Somebody else who is in these things. Oh, my God. Special mentions. You said Peter Quill, not voiced by Chris Pratt in the animation. No. Um, special mention for Drax the Destroyer, not voiced by Dave Bautista in the animation. Special mention for Carol Danvers, not voiced by <laughs> Brie Larson. Um, and some people who were in TV and animation, but not in film. Mm. And some people who were were in animation, but were not in TV. Weirdly, which was an interesting mm. one. Including Stephen Strange, well. who should have been in TV. But different things. I don't know. Right. We started our podcast in 2021. Can you tell me, and you can oh, have going. a guess. Okay. Last couple, last couple. When was the first message sent on our marvellous WhatsApp group? <laughs> <laughs> you can I'm, each scrolling. Have a guess. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling manically. Because <laughs> we haven't had many since at all, really. Um, was it? It was January in, the 3rd. It was December... 20... Yes. 22nd of December <gasps> at 10.59. Oh, Who sent it? You. You. Abby. What? <laughs> Abby Did created... I make the group? Abby made well, the me. group. You oh made the God. group? Look at me. And I was oh, Well, the next joke was going to be, can you remember what the message said? Pretty sure you can't. Greetings and salutations. <laughs> well, look now, look you, now you've talked me into this place again. XD organisers, honestly. Oh well, okay. <laughs> Makes as much sense as it did then. Yeah, I mean that's a logical first. For step. First picture was your star sign on that day. First, oh, first gif was me sharing vision, saying we're both disappointments. And can last question. This is for the title, the championship. What was the date Shouldn't. of the first recording? 10th of 16th January. of January. 18th of January. Oh. Laura gets it. Planning was Laura wins the quiz. Laura wins the quiz. <laughs> Laura wins the quiz. Some, well some done, Laura. Effect. Somehow, with some interesting calculations. If you were playing along at home, you're welcome. I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> oh my God. That's a delightful case. We should do this Thank every Thank you very much for organising that, Matthew. <laughs> Thank you. Now, I now I feel baffled. Other, other homework was to come up with a list of three favourite things. I feel like we've already had a list of favourite things. No, no, we've got those I... as well. No, no. <laughs> we've got a whole thing we haven't even mentioned. But I Matthew, was do you my... have any? But I was halfway through my sentence. <laughs> but I feel like you deliberately kept stuff off your list of favourite things so that you could give me your favourite things. And I think you're going to be annoyed at me if I don't let you give me your favourite things. Yeah, that's true. So, Laura, what's your third favourite thing 
from Facebook? Ooh. Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man Redemption. Mm. Because I did see the amazing Spider-Man. 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 Yeah, as Phoebe would say. <laughs> Spider-Man. Um, films when they came out and didn't love them. Didn't hate them, but didn't love them. But the, the biggest thing I didn't like about them was actually Andrew Garfield's character in them. I liked his casting, but the way they wrote him, he was a bit too cool okay. and a bit a bit snarky and just, just not really the right Peter Parker. But then the way he's written in this, this film is just perfection. And then particularly when he catches um, MJ, having mm-hmm. not caught um, Blondie. Gwen, Gwen thank Gwen. you. Um and oh yeah, tears, 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 his tears, her tears, my moment. tears, fantastic. Even if you've not seen them, I think they do enough setup to be oh, able yeah, to yeah. deliver it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't you don't need mm. to have without without having remembered. to spend ages on it. Yeah. But it works. Mm. Mm, nice. Thank you very much. Abby, what's your third favourite thing from Phase Four? Um, I think it's it's just that WandaVision exists. <laughs> performances and the detail and everything but I think particularly that kind of homage to TV what a lovely way to start your TV side of the franchise by kind of paying some real attention to bits of TV that, that might not mm. have caught future current generations nice nice mm. and and again doing a variety of things something that you yeah. know whatever worked and didn't work but trying something that was all our big hope really new for the TV, mm. is like, oh, they mm. do weird And stuff. giving it room yeah, to breathe cool. as well. That first couple of episodes, mm. just very small hints, really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good start is my favourite thing there. For me, the end of Thor Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. Where because he, it ended. Where he gives the kids his powers uh, in the same way he got his, uh, the, the, the hammer gives other people powers. That was so clever. That's the sort of endgame type delivery on things past that I really love. And I thought that was very well done. Nice. Mm-hmm. Good I enjoyed nice. that. I think, I think it almost rescued some of the film for me. <laughs> Good. Mm. Excellent. Laura, do you have another one? I do. Mm. Uh, absolutely everything about Imran Vellani's casting as Ms. Marvel. Mm, okay. It That... It, one of the absolute best things about the MCU is Sarah Finney's. Is Sarah Finney, isn't it? Sarah Finn's. Sarah Finn's casting. Okay. She's cast or overseen the casting, mm. I think, for every single Oh, really? Movie. Interesting. I mm-hmm. think so. And also a lot of the Star Wars and, mm. you know, she... Okay. I mean, she must have a hell of a team because I can't imagine yeah, right. doing this yeah. on her own. But um, there is magic in the casting. It's very rare and I can't actually really think of one where in any of the MCU you go, oh, that wasn't quite right, was it? Mm. But Imran Vellani, particularly not having acted really before, mm-hmm. she is Kamala Khan. She is. She actually just is Kamala Khan. <laughs> yeah. So, just also really fantastic actress, et cetera, et cetera. But she, and, and the joy she brings to such a joyful character, mm. um, I just, just perfection. Good one, good one. Mm. Abby, what's your next favourite thing? The Doctor Strange episode of What If. Oh, okay. You really liked that, didn't you? I, I loved it so much, and I've watched it a few times since, and it's just a really 
tight short story. It's a really great little piece of storytelling that makes the most of it being a Marvel TV animated episode. And I think when Marvel does things really, really well, it's because it makes the most of the genre and its creatives. And I just thought that was fantastic. Mm. I really loved it. That. And it had Tilda in it. It did. It mm. did. It did. Mm. Yeah. So it's perfection, basically. There we go. Obviously. Um, nice. What about you, Matthew? It's a big one, I think, which hasn't come to anything yet, and I'm hoping it will when we finally get the follow-up. Sam's speech as Captain America at the end of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm. Really? When he gives that speech. I, I remember us all being blown away that it was delivering on the promise of what it could have been, uh-huh. talking about the difficulty of being a black man in the Captain America suit with the mm. shield and all the expectations on him, but the, you know, I'm still going to do this because it's, we must do it because we must be better and we must work towards this and we have to go and meet these people who want change and work with them and all come together. And and it was such an optimistic thing. And I don't know that I've, I've sort of felt that vibe continuing in the MCU or in the world but mm. maybe it will continue maybe, you know that's what we loved about Captain America that I can do this all day and it's yeah. it's always fine you know we're not getting off this island until everyone else is off and mm-hmm. that positivity I feel like it's going to continue so I'm, I'm mm. here for that he's great in that role mm. thank you mm. Laura last one your favourite is, is this your favourite is favourite I think so. Okay. They're all pretty close, to be honest. But yeah, um, I was going to sing. I'm not going to. But Agatha all along. That you know, we knew <laughs> from all of the gossip and everything that it probably was going to be Agatha Harkness, etc., mm-hmm. etc. But the way they revealed that with that absolute bop of a tune mm-hmm. <laughs> and Catherine Hahn just hamming it up. Yeah. You know, and I killed Sparky. <laughs> just fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Being so delighted by a reveal that I knew was coming is mm-hmm. really something when I'm, you know, all about the mystery and the unveiling of the mystery box and love it when things, I am surprised by things. I just thought they did it just brilliantly. Mm. I, I totally agree. Totally agree. It's possibly the best thing they've done in a very long time. Like outside <laughs> of Endgame might be one of the best things in the MCU. It's that good. Mm. 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 Nice. Abby, what's your favouritest favourite? So I have I have another kind of what they've done well favourite thing, but perhaps I'll leave that for more of like my roundup. Okay. Um, my actual <laughs> favouritest thing that I love with my heart that I have really taken to um, and somehow we haven't mentioned yet is Werewolf by Night. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Which I adored and it was such a surprise, it was such a delight and I fully envisage watching it on Halloween's for years to come. Nice. Mm. Um just couldn't ask for more. Gal Garcia Bernal just having a great time, doing mm-hmm. great things. It's under an hour long. It's <laughs> something different. It's something self-contained. It could feed into other things if it wanted to, but it doesn't have to. It makes the most of it. Mm. What a joy! What a total pure joy! Thanks for that, Marvel. I agree. I absolutely think it is something that I'll watch each Halloween. Yeah, no, it's, I it's just spooky, but like not. But not yeah, not too horror. much. Yeah. Just now right. I just need something to watch each Christmas. Well, there's the Guardians Holiday Special. Now I just need something to watch <laughs> each Christmas. <laughs> Pretty sure I'm probably going to watch that as well. I, Iron Man 3. 
This is why I'm an over-preparer, because Agatha all along is absolutely the best thing about <laughs> Phase 4. But this is why I come up with more than one, just in case anyone else comes up with anything. I'm going to throw out the smallest of small moments that just delighted me. I'm one of the few people who laughed in the cinema. But the line, you know, I'm something of a scientist myself. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Again. And this is why I, I wasn't going to include it, because I know that I could just give you lines that are references to other things, because I love a connected world. Uh-huh. But but to bring something that's become such a meme, mm. amazing, amazing, yeah, here for that, absolutely. The fact they got that and the Spider Man pointing, meme yes, in. and they, I love the fact they did that really quite subtly. Yeah, mm. it yeah. wasn't like cause I think at the end of um, the Spider Verse one, they actually do just have them pointing mm. at each other, yeah. don't they? Yeah, because it goes into the animation. Yeah, so it's, yeah. But with the uh, with this one, you could you could quite easily miss that they were mm. they were doing it. Very nice. And and I, I feel like the last episode of Picard recently tried to do this, doing references and lines from previous things in a very ham-fisted way, <laughs> very much drawing attention to things. This yeah. is exactly it. He just says it. And if you get it, you get it. If not, great. Yeah. You know, bab. <laughs> okay, let's, let's start doing some of our wrap-up. What are things that we want to see taken forward? What do we want to see more of or answered in the future? And... Your general closing thoughts as well. <laughs> Either one. Whoever's ready to speak. I'm looking forward to the end of the Guardian story. I mean, obviously. And yeah. that's the very you. near future. Mm. Yeah, I know. I know. You wouldn't think. And yet. Um, um, I'm, I'm really kind of curious to see... I don't know what what if anything that makes me feel about the wider Marvel universe. I feel like it's going to be quite separate and it's not really going to relate too much. But it's really nice to be looking forward to a superhero film. Is there any, is I there am. anything from Phase Four that you might think you see in Phase Four in in Guardians? I really don't know, and I think that's one of the things that I quite like about Guardians. Like, and also you know what with the making of being such a complicated, twisty, turny longer mm. thing I think we really don't know I'd be curious to see like for example what are the post credits like mm -hmm. I think we will not see a lot of the Guardians again so just kind of where this does fit if at all um, into actual Phase 5 versus just being a film that's coming out after Phase 5 has begun yeah um, I'm I'm really curious about um, the Kang thing has become very complicated unfortunately um, For we'll talk about it more but I feel like the setup was so strong and promising and interesting. Uh, yeah, my feelings are tempered. So okay. mm. I, I think yeah. we'll see. We'll see where that where that goes. And that mm -hmm. does seem like something of a pickle for phase five, you know, mm. Um, mm. and another good kind. Um, I'm really looking forward to the Marvels. So th talking about things that build directly on phase four in phase five. Um, and I guess also phase three then, because I assume Captain Marvel was phase three, <laughs> yes. right? Yes. But, um, you know, we've we've had a lot of good content here that should take us into the Marvels um, with various characters, mm -hmm. which will be... I'm quite excited to see those, because that's where the thread should start to draw together, because that's mm -hmm. different mm -hmm. series, different characters coming in. Um, I'm excited to see how that works. So I think it's... A, what directly builds on it? Um, I really hope that I like Loki series two more. Like there mm -hmm. was so much that could have been so good. 
So I think there's been a lot of great starts or promising starts. So I guess what I'm looking forward to is that kind of building that we've enjoyed with Marvel okay. to date. Yeah. Nice. I'm I'm hoping not being disrupted and having to change your plots and the yeah. way you film and stuff is going to make yeah. a big difference for them. In prep for this, reading about the end of one division should have had a, a whole different climax with her mm. and the townspeople that ended up just being dialogue. Mm. Like, oh, okay, well that's interesting because that's where we really did feel it didn't deliver. So hopefully, as they get settled more, that'll that'll make a difference there. Mm. No, same same question. Um. Looking sort of broad brush, I am hoping that they, yeah, they've they made the announcement recently that they are going to consolidate. They are going to slow down output mm-hmm. and they're, they're going to be a bit more um, curated mm-hmm. or, or their output will be more curated, um, which I am very encouraged by. Much as I love lots of Marvel, I think perhaps it's been a bit too much Marvel um, in the time. Uh, although the flip side of that then talking about cutting budgets worries me a little bit because I don't want cheap marble so so con- a bit of consolidation fewer type um, titles maybe trim some of the branches and sorry Abby but if that means we don't continue with Eternals then fine or you know simulate just trim some of those branches or, or you know where you can maybe bring some of those characters into you know into the universe with others but i I don't want us to keep going off on all these branches Mm. because that exponentially that's just going to get stage where we can't have a connected universe we just have a lot Mm. of different universes then or multiverse Mm. one might even say Mm. um i really love if they would revert this is something actually we haven't really talked about the multiverse which has been quite a big thing through phase four but i don't like the multiverse no i don't like the storytelling of it and in a connected world, I think as a one-off story, a one-off film or something, it's quite interesting. For instance, my favourite film of last year, um, Everything Everywhere All at Once, multiverse, but love that. But when you've got it in a connected world, for me, it just removes all of the stakes. Mm-hmm. Because, oh no, characters died. Oh look, there's another one. Oh no, it's the end of the world. Well, that was that world. Mm-hmm. Now there's another one. It just, it removes all of the stuff that really, really matters. But so so yeah, better pacing, growing more slowly, weaving things together, and real focus on balance and tone. Because I think that's sometimes where some of the films I felt a little uh, disappointed with is where I don't the 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 Marvel balance mm-hmm. of how they hit all the different areas of tone in their films is something that is sort of been a bit of a signature for them. You can have me, you know, I mean, Endgame, I cried probably the most I have in a film for a really long time and laughed and whooped. And, you know, and I was listening to um, an interview today with Empire Empire Magazine and Jeremy Latchman, who is one of the producers of the Dungeons & Dragons film. But he grew up through Marvel and was there at the very beginning. And he was talking about that one of the big things he learned that he always focused on, and that was a big thing at Marvel, was heart, humour, spectacle in that order. Yeah. Mm. And I think if they can go back to that model and stick mm. to them, and I wouldn't say that they've run away from that model, but I think it's been a bit sporadic. Um, but if that that absolutely really resonated with me, because like, that's what I want. I want the heart, humour, spectacle, which to me is the, when I keep talking about the balance and the tones and that, okay. that's um, that's the thing really. So so for me, those, as far as um, specific things, um, I would love it if Wanda did come back in that little puff of, Red was uh, when um, the mountain collapsed on her, was her escaping. Um, because I love Olsen in that role. Mm. And 
I don't really like what they did to her, her character, much as I loved her performance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's there's something there that's interesting. Um, obviously, when Scarlett Johansson changes her mind and comes <laughs> back again as Black Widow. Um, but if failing that, then just as much Yelena as I can get, really. Nice. How about you, Matthew? I I think all of that. Um, I think there are some key things that I want to have not necessarily answered, but but grow in more. The, the, mm. I, I feel like Hawkeye did some really good setup. It, it actually ended mm. up as a very small series, very small, good Christmas series, Laura. Um, it's a series. <laughs> um, but the, I I feel like that did the most interesting setup for stuff to come because it brought back slightly lower stakes, mm. where, where everything seems to have gone for world-ending stakes, which is a little bit boring when it's every single time. Mm. Um, you, you know, I look at the list, I think, oh, well, Black Panther, and that was all. There's suddenly another nation that's now mm-hmm. as strong as Wakanda, so we now need to deal with them. Well, Eternals had a, a giant coming out of the oceans, so we're now <laughs> going to have to deal with that as well. Doctor and Strange gods. has monsters attacking, and so we're going to have to deal with that. Oh, well, Thor has all the gods coming attacks, so we're going to have to deal with that. Hawkeye did some cool stuff with watches and spies and, you know. <laughs> yeah, and trick stories that, Yeah, yeah, exactly, with things that we enjoyed. And Yelena is on my list as, as you know, one one of the possible favourite things about the phase. And mm. I feel the same way about Hayley Steinfeld as well. And I love the two of yeah. them together. So oh, yeah. I, I feel like the, if we can take that idea of heart humour spectacle, mm. I feel like they've introduced some people who will be very good for the heart. Absolutely. Um, even even uh, Julie Louise Dreyfus. Uh, you know, we'll introduce the the some of the humour, but you know, I don't feel they've set her up as an antagonist completely. So I'm going to be interested there. So, so there's you know interesting stuff coming in, and it's the mm. lower stake stuff that I want to to keep building on. God, yeah, and I keep looking at this list: Moon Knight, to move, move time, and then call gods up, and but different yeah. gods from the gods that we talked about in the film, and that okay. yeah, yeah, that then didn't yeah. appear at all, even in the background of the film, which was a bit yeah. weird. So. Um, it's interesting when you talk about the lower stakes. I think it would be really interesting to see what they, assuming we do get another um, Tom Holland Spider Man, but where they've now got him to, mm. where the Maguire Spider Man was to start with, where he's in the crappy apartment on his own mm-hmm. and being the neighborhood Spider Man, which he's kept talking about, but he's talked about it while he's in his Iron Spider outfit yeah. on a spaceship. <laughs> so I think it would be very interesting to see where that goes, assuming we do get mm. something more. Mm. And I think it does. I was just going to say that Kang doesn't scream small stakes as far as being. And I'm okay with some of them doing it. Yeah. But it feels like almost everything on the list was doing it, and I stopped caring because, because, again, that list is a very useful list for us to reference. Spectacle became the first thing. Yeah, absolutely. you know, the, the big CG battle at the end of these things is not what we're going to them for. I, sus- I suspect there is an audience that's going to them, to the films for it, but that audience will also grow up because I feel like it's a teen audience that they're pitching that, that at and they yeah. want more from it. So. And it's always been, that's been the area we've had a problem with Marvel mm-hmm. films normally mm-hmm. is because it's just the big CG battle at the end. Mm-hmm. You can kind of go sleep for a bit until the post credit. But I think one real triumph of this phase is the diversity of storytelling mm. and the diversity of storytellers. Yeah, yeah. And Agreed. I think that is something to celebrate and hold up really high because, you know, you you look at where Disney are now in, in mm. a 
very interesting political place and you look at the sort of the, the amount of flags they've had to stick in the ground and say we are doing this and we are spending this money and we we are telling these stories and they are part of this universe and this is a universe that belongs to all of us mm. um and it is a big story and it holds tales about partition and it holds mm. tales about you know all kinds of different types of war in different yeah. types of situation it tells all different stories across all of these things and yes most of them do have that big fight at the end but one of the nice things about the tv series is it's let you have a lot of other cliffhangers on the way mm-hmm. mm. um, not all successful but lots of different types of things all different types of storytelling from people who marvel has really given a lot of, of free reign to and that's been it's they've not always been successful but i think that's actually got to be part of the charm of this you know there mm. are people who are first-time whole showrunners. There are people yeah. who have been entrusted with budgets out of their wildest dreams and yeah. teams of unbearably competent people in every single area. <laughs> it's These are first-time things. How exciting to do that and what a great time to do that in mm. terms of your phases. This mm. is, let's see what sticks, what works. Give people a chance to make mistakes. I think if you're going to make mistakes, this is the phase to do it in. Mm. And I really hope that instead of it kind of being one and done, I hope these people have not been put off. I hope that we will see more. I hope we will see developing, building great grand storytellers of the future mm-hmm. from all the people who've taken on some really quite big properties and had to wrestle with the fandom and all of the consequences mm-hmm. of that. So mm-hmm. that is my little monologue about Phase 4 and why I've enjoyed getting stuck into it. <laughs> for the last couple of years. If you think how far they've gone, mm. and my, hob- my hobby horse of gender, if you think how far they've gone from the girl power shots in Endgame, mm-hmm. to if they did that now, it would still be cringy, but you would at least feel they've earned it a little bit more with the characters that they've got now. Versus with that, it was just, you know, we've had these people in the background. And also, they probably have a whole film instead of, one shot. Yes. Yeah. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, we will have well, marvels. Mm, marvels should be. We're getting that. it. Here it comes. These yeah. are good times. In 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 some senses, these are huge strides that they've taken in this phase. So it sounds like none of us are, are on the. Oh, marvels over now, and because the, there is a. Um, it's not over, but it is different. I, uh, I do think yeah. there are other choices. I do think that that. It will take a lot of people a long time to find uh, something there where they're willing to put up with as much people hitting each other as they were to get to the end of the Avengers storylines. <laughs> um, I, I think I think they've got some work to do, and I think it is going to look different. And also, I think the scale of Star Wars compared with the no Star Wars in two thousand and eight mm. um, mm. is, or like I don't know, there was probably something, but it wasn't. It certainly wasn't this massive thing that it is now and there are other massive things there are other massive areas of culture you know books are popular they've not always been popular um you know there's a lot there's a lot competing for people's attention so i think that the best thing it can do is what a lot of things will do it and go more niche and have greater variety and more things where people can get really attached to a thing and be rewarded if they follow it through the wider universe mm. But not feel 
we talked a lot about how you have to keep up with everything. And they can't do that now. You can't keep up with everything. It's too much. Even if they do curate and streamline it, most people are not going mm. to keep up with everything in the way that they might have 10 years ago. Yeah, I, th- I think we're hopeful about what might come. I think, mm. I, think I want them to rediscover the, the swagger they had mm. going, uh, you know, um, where's the list? Doctor Strange, Guardians 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, Infinity War. You know, they were just these films were coming out and they were really good every time. You could see the confidence in them, you see the quality in them. Um and they they've strayed from that, but they've strayed from that in trying things. So yeah, maybe that's they'll true. maybe they'll learn and maybe they'll be able to deliver. So mm. I dig it. Well, that's a lot to cover. There is a lot more coming, clearly, from Marvel. I think Marvel's too big to fail, frankly. I think I think we've got so many things on the slate, it will be a couple of years before they would call it quits from from things mm. going wrong somewhere, I'm sure. Um, we have Guardians 3 coming up, so we'll do an episode on Guardians 3. We have Quantumania coming out on Disney+, Plus, so we'll do an episode on Quantumania on Disney+. Plus. We have Ms. Marvels. Nope, The Marvels. The we Marvel. have um, Secret, Invasion. Secret Invasion. We have What If 2. We have all sorts of things coming up, so we will be here regularly podcasting. If you miss us, there's plenty in the back catalogue to go and look at. We... I've tried not to re-legislate everything, but we have definite feelings about everything we've talked about, so you can go and hear all of those in depth. Uh, make sure you rate, review, subscribe, smash the like button, and comment below. <laughs> wherever you comment. Just say things out into the air, and eventually yeah. we'll hear them. We'll hear them. We are listening. Thank you very much for joining us. Marvellous. Well,